This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello, hello, hello everyone. How are you doing? Welcome back to another episode of J-Rock's Lawn Care and Gardening. This one is episode number 33 titled The Five Pillars of Lawn Care. Now, the whole reason why... This episode's getting produced this week is simply because I think winter is a bit of a downtime and it also gives you a bit of time to reflect whether you're either the person offering the treatments, doing the services, whatever it may be, or if you're a homeowner and you know everything's sort of stopped for the season, so to speak, and you're in the predicament of do I continue with the current company that I'm using to come in and fertilize, scarify my lawn, all the rest of it. Or do I look at maybe doing this myself uh, coming on to this 2022 season? And it's a very fair question to end up having because at the end of the day, it's it's a joy. It's something that a lot of people are passionate about and it's all, it is a hobby as well. And with that, I think sometimes you can kind of feel like you're maybe half doing the job if you're only cutting the grass but doing nothing else. So because I've seen a lot of this online, I've seen a lot of people asking you know, is it easy enough to do it yourself or either people in the gardening world that are just doing sort of normal maintenance or a lot more horticulture and not specifically lawn care, they're asking like, how can I go by doing it and is it difficult to do and all this sort of stuff. So this one's really, this episode is for both the homeowner that just wants to maybe get into it and bring this upon themselves and it's also there for the trade person that is very interested in taking this on as a service and offering it out. And quite frankly, you can do this at near enough every level. Obviously, if you're going to go into like fine turf and if you're going to go as a as a subcontractor for maybe golf courses or bowling greens, you, you're going to need a bit more knowledge. But as a basis, these five pillars that I like to call, this is everything that I work around to be able to offer a lawn care service at home and for clients these are the things that I say is important and enough to get you by to do a great job and have great results so this is something that I'm just trying to pass on and just try and make you realize it's not as hard as you may think but if you're wondering about any of them two things and you're any of them two categories of people then this podcast is for you and I hope it really helps so to get into it I'm just going to start by saying the season is now sort of beginning. We are, are, obviously, we're just about to go into February. I know we're not going to be out so much cutting grass regularly in that sort of case, but as I've alluded to in the last podcast, now is the kind of time when you start planning. 
and with that becomes the researching and learning. So really, your season's already began. It's just in the sort of the learning phase. And as I've said, this is sort of based around the basic tasks that you can do. You know, made simple, nothing really complex about it. Just to try and make you understand how you can put your first and your best foot forward to be getting this done. So, the five pillars of lawn care. And I'm just going to talk through these. The main headings for these is aeration, scarification, correct fertilization, and watering and cutting frequency. So they're just the things that I want to be talking about with us today. The first one that I want to speak about is aeration. Now, a lot of you probably listening to this already know about each one of these subjects, and that's absolutely fine. But I'm just here to discuss it in the way of about the prices around it, uh, the money you could be saving as a homeowner, or the money that could be costing you as a trade personnel. So aeration, to put it in the most basic and the most common form, is solid and hollow tine. You can also do split um split aeration as well where you basically you you put slits cuts into the into the surface of the the turf and you can aerate that way as well but the main two that you'll come up against is solid and hollow tine so with these two the only main difference is with the solid tine it's like putting a fork into the ground and with a hollow tine it's when you actually take the core out of the ground okay so different a uh, different process for both if you've got a very compact area you obviously don't want to just be sticking a fork in it although it's going to be help it's still going to help you want to be removing a bit of that core so the ground can then breathe and move around uh, so hollow tine in a lot of cases is probably the better way to go with it but it does depend on the area that you have with solid tine you know this is the bane of my life for anyone that's listening over here in the uk i get a lot of stick for using solid tine off you know more sorry to put you in a category but more americans canadians and basically get told that all you're doing is compacting the grass around it aeration is any form of letting air into the ground aeration okay so in whatever format that might be whether you're walking with spikes on your feet using a solid roller putting a fork in the ground taking the cores out they are all part of aerating the lawn okay it's no no way is wrong each one of them is still going to benefit the turf i promise you that so anyone that tells you different it's just not the way it is at least not the way by the way we go by it over here in the uk even on professional courses and um, golf courses and everything around that sort of category they use solid aeration solid tine aeration but just to put this into a picture the rental on one of these kind of machines from your local hire stores is somewhere you know, depending on the machine itself and probably how old and how your hire company is, it's somewhere between 80 and £120 per day. Now, if you're looking into doing this as a homeowner, then you're, yes, you'd be getting a company to come in and do it, but you're only paying that much money and you're going to be doing it all yourself. Your labour is free, you know, whatever you rate your own time at. Whereas you bring a company in, a lot of the time they're going to be renting these bits of equipment out as well. So they're going to have that higher price that you're going to be charging and they're going to be charging their time on top. So if a homeowner, you're going to be saving yourself that bit of extra money just by doing it yourself. And it's very simple. It's just, it's like mona garden basically, okay? You're just walking behind the machine. As someone that's offering the business, this is something that's very key in pushing out there that if you're sort of trying to get a loan turned around and into a good state, a lot of the times aerating is a really good sort of point to start at and it will make all the difference, it really will. 
it'll help a lot the grass taking a lot more nutrients a lot more air it really is you know in the top three beneficial things to do for your lawn to buy one of these machines you're looking at around 1800 pound and this is like you know the very bottom end of it you can be paying in uh you know any amount you can think of sort of up to 10 grandish you can probably still pay it on a on a lawn care machine as soon as you go into the golf course versions you know the lot bigger stuff you're paying 20 30 grand you know what i mean a lot of money for these types of machines so if you are trying to hire them in and you're paying for someone to do it then you've got to expect a bit of a price tag to it because they're covering their machine costs but yeah to buy you're looking at at least 1800 pound and if you want to check up that type of machine i believe the starting sort of uh, machine for that is the WeBang products so yeah it release compaction it's one of the main features about this it's minimizing thatch because it's going to be taking them out if you're hollow core and hollow tining if you're using a solid then not so much um, and the main thing is that you're just getting air back into that soil it's going to just help the roots take in all that um, air again it'll be nourished it'll be able to get water back through down towards the root zone as well as all the nutrients that you're putting down through fertilizers now with this you can be looked to ch charge anywhere between around three three and a half times your mow rate depending on if you're collecting cores and what labor charge you put against that so that's the first one nice and simple is aeration first pillar second pillar being scarification now the reason why i mentioned these two main things is because by just doing these two processes to your lawn and that's whether you're spending thousands thousands on machines or if you're literally using a garden fork in a rake that's the very most basic side of it okay if you're just scratching away the surface of that of um the thatch and the moss that's already there by scarifying now you do these two things and you're going to see an automatic difference throughout that first year i promise you that now scarification this comes in at a lot cheaper price so you can get the cartridges uh, quite often second hand you can be paying anything you know cartridges for the cylinder mowers you're probably still looking at maybe 150 pound onwards for these types of machines but if you're willing to go electric you know plug-in then you can be paying 30 pound 25 pound second hand even sometimes new from places like aldi and things like that for the machines of this capability what is still going to do a really good job it's just whether how big of an area you've got to deal with so what's the main thing of scarification and why do we do it often what you'll get and it's it's going to be reoccurring depending on where your lawn's located if it has a large amount of shade you're going to get a build-up of thatch and moss okay it's you can do a lot to try and minimize this but still thatch is going to build up regardless all thatch is and you hear this word pushed around loads is just a build-up of organic matter it can just be bits of the grass blade that are constantly dying off and building up on that surface you leave that for a number of years and you're going to get a build-up okay it doesn't matter what lawn what area you're on this scarification process can be done you know either once or twice a year at a pretty harsh rate more you want to be doing this when it's uh when the grass is actively grown so you're springing your autumn times so probably around april and september time possibly for um, your really harsh ones but what's even better than that is if you own the machine and you don't have to buy it outright it's literally giving it a tickle 
every sort of six weeks or so. And all this is going to do is it's going to remove kind of what's building up ever so slightly and you won't get such a harsh looking result after reach one. When you use something like a scarifier, what is either little hooks or they are the solid blades on the bottom, all it's doing is instead of a mower where it goes horizontally, this is kind of like vertically around, you know, like a rolling drum. And all it's doing is ripping into the lawn. Not by much, obviously, depending on the setting that you have. But it's just ripping into the lawn slightly, pulling it all up. So once when it's doing this process, it's just pulling it all out. Now, if you do this harshly, you go four or five times over that lawn at a quite deep rate. You're going to clear it all up and your lawn's probably going to be brown. Okay, nothing to worry about. It will come back. Okay, it's probably going to take somewhere between four and six weeks for that to happen and for it to regain colour. But it's going to be brown. Whereas if you do it harsh the first time because it needs it, and then you give it that tickle every six weeks, you are just going to see such a benefit, okay, because everything that's happening around you, like I say, the rainfall, the nutrients you're putting down, it's all just going to be getting down towards the roots a whole lot better. Now, the way I want you to think about this is... Imagine putting a tea cloth over the soil, all right? That's the, like the base of your grass blades, okay? And then on top of that, you put a sponge layer, you know, three inches thick, let's say, two inches thick. Now you put that over the top. You in a little watering can, you, you pour that over the sponge. What you're going to get is you're going to get the water filter through the sponge and it's going to start to trickle onto that tea cloth, okay? Let's just say that's where the roots are starting to begin. And don't get me wrong, you're probably going to get about 50% go through. But what you're going to have is a whole lot of it, around 50%, whatever the percentage may be, stay within that sponge. You need to think of thatch like the sponge. It's just getting stuck in there. It'll evaporate over the time. And the thatch is just eating it up. It's not, not doing anything with it. It's just holding it. By reducing that layer you, alongside the aeration, you're getting it all through the ground into the root zone, allowing uptake of all these precious nutrients and everything else uptaken through the roots into the plant and you're going to see a lot healthier looking lawn because of it so the other sort of side um process i see with this that's fantastic is you're also raising lateral growth what you'll get is if you're cutting in the same direction very often you'll get your grass blades starting to lie horizontally and you don't get as as good looking of a full looking lawn so by doing even the little trickles of scarification, it's just lifting all them grass blades from horizontal up vertical like it should be looking. And it'll just, when you next then mow over it, it's going to just leave it looking in a lot better way. Now, as sort of a, a way of thinking about pricing this, if you're looking to do it for your service, you're looking around sort of three, anywhere between two and a half and three and a half uh, times your mow rate once again. So remember with this though, you can pull a lot out of loans. So last season, the videos on YouTube, if you ever want to look at it, uh, it was around summer last year, if you have a scroll through, I dealt with a lawn that was about 260 meters squared and we easily filled up a whole skip. A whole skip got filled and to be honest, we could have went another couple of times. Not saying this to scare you, but you just need to be very aware of the amount that you're going to be taking out either just in a way that you can dispose of it or you can price accordingly to then get rid of it. So they're the first two, aeration and scarification. And I've started off with them because if 
either of them have not been done, you've got an overcompacted loan or you've got a loan th full of thatch, then you're not going to, no matter what fertilizer program you put down or how much you water it, how much you cut it, it's not going to be looking great. So you need to do them two first two processes to be able to just get the loan to a state where you can then actually start taking care of it. So, which is why it brings me to the next point, what is correct fertilization. So this is important because, so going off that same lawn, that one that I scarified, that was 260 meters squared, that looked fantastic when all the grass seeds first germinated, when it all first came through. There's a follow-up actually on that YouTube video in the description, and it looks brilliant. It The best the lawns looked, um, according to the, to the clients that I have, and they really loved it. Now, we were going through a bit of a drought at that time, and when I did offer the follow-up care, being the fertilization package, they refused it and said, no, that's okay, like, thank you very much for what you've done, but we can take care of it now. So, fast forward now, the best part of five months, six months, when I went just before Christmas, it was practically brown. And what it has is these zebra stripes of dark green throughout the whole lawn. And when I spoke to my client about it, very obvious what's been happening. The way the way that uh, she's she's described it is that it's uh, spreading the holy water. You know, imagine a vicar trying to spray uh, the holy water, or you know, you're feeding the pigeons. She's just kind of walked up and down this lawn, throwing out fertilizer, thinking she's covering the whole area, when in fact it's just been large clumps in certain areas. So because it hasn't been fed, new new grass, right? Very hungry since basically Juneish time. All the way through winter, a lot of it went brown colour. So it's just under malnourished, it needs food, it needs them nutrients into the soil. So it is so important that you are on top of your fertilising programme, not just at its most basic sense, but also doing it correctly so that the lawn's being fed because you can do all this work and if you do some of these te techniques un uh, inaccurately, then you're not going to get the results that you're after. So... What I would say with it is even just at a starting profile with it is just three times a year. If you do this, you're going to cover the basics. You're going to have a slight overlap and you're going to probably get the minimum amount that needs to be done on the lawn to make it look good, you know, all year round, let's call it. So three times a year, and this is just your spring and autumn and winter. Sorry, spring, summer and winter. And with these three times, you can often split the winter feeds into the autumn. Okay, so normally you'll find that when you buy a product just off the shelf from Tesco or wherever it might be, it's an autumn and winter feed. They're normally interlinked. Now, I'm just going to say, before I get into this, as you all know, I use Total One products. And, you know, yes, I'm sponsored by them, but I do swear by them as well. They're honestly brilliant products, so they're the ones that I'm going to be using for the examples going through this part of the podcast. So, three times a year. So, the ones that I would use is the spring and summer what are the same bag okay so if you bought more than enough and you had some left over you can use it once in spring and then again in the summer time so you're not going to be wasting that bag even then it would be well to keep as long as it's in a dry cool position in your shed or wherever it might be so the thing is about a spring and summer sort of uh, fertilizer it's going to have a similar NPK like I say mine's just the same bag anyway so it's exactly the same you're often have a higher nitrogen content in these in these sort of fertilizers because it's trying to push the growth through okay the lawn's actively growing it's good conditions and it's going to just be 
you're laying it down thick and hard uh, while you can basically. Now the thing is about these total loan ones that I have, that I use, is that it's got certain ingredients in that you don't see in every other one. So normally it is just an NPK, or it's nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. In this one, you've also got magnesium oxide. I'm just going to talk about these very basically. Magnesium oxide helps with nitrogen metabolism. Okay, this is really important because often you'll see some of these uh, fertilizer packets that's got maybe 25 ni uh, nitrogen on it. You stick it down and it's overwhelming for the plant. It can't actually use it all, so it's wasting it. So anyway, this magnesium oxide helps with the nitrogen metabolism, so it's helping the plant use that. And then it's also got a, uh, a chemical in it called calcium oxide. Now this is another fine one and it's going to really help because this one increases the amount of fertilizer that can basically be held within the soil. So some will get uptaken by the roots into the plant and some will just be held in the soil. Now the calcium oxide aids that process, what's called the cation exchange capacity. Okay, it's just a process of what it's called where the soil basically holds them nutrients and when the plant needs them, it slowly gets released in towards the roots and it can be reused. So there's going to be less wastage and more uptake within the plants. Now that's Total Loan's uh, spring and summer feed. So that one there is going to be the two applications per year. So like I say, you're going to st start using one in the start of spring. You're going to use it again in summer. And then normally you have that autumn winter one. But for the autumn one, for example, the difference between the fertilizers here is instead of it being a lot higher of a nitrogen content, it's sort of a medium amount. So now that we're going into autumn, everything's sort of still growing because it's a lot wetter, it's a bit more mild and humid. Um, we're going to have that lower nitrogen just to be able to still feed the lawn while it's growing, but you want it to start to slow down a little bit more before we get into winter because you don't want to push too much growth through in the winter period. But what you are going to see now is a higher PK, okay? This is because there's a lot more disease resistance and overall lawn health benefits within these two chemicals. So that's the difference between it. Don't just say, oh, I've got some spring uh, spring and summer stuff left. I'll just put that down, you know, start of November because it'll be too high of a dose to use at that time of year. So by using something like the autumn lawn feed with a higher MPK, you've also got stuff in it that's like manganese, for example. This is going to be another factor or another chemical that's going to help with disease resistance hardiness and basically overall functional of uh, the function of the plant with the added extras of things like this you are going to see the difference throughout basically in the winter you're going to see it hold on that little bit longer that color stay and if we do get any early frosts you're going to see it bounce back from that a whole lot easier so that's the difference as well because you're not going to have things like manganese in your spring and summer uh, fertilizers what i'm get, trying to get at here is each fertilizer slightly jumps around on the chemicals to be able to aid depend on you know what's going to be happening through that time of year so the spring and summer does one thing it's trying to push growth keep everything healthy as it's doing it autumn you're starting to prep for winter quite frankly it's going to grow a little bit less but it's going to try and protect it so when them frost and that cold does come you've got your first resistance so just doing them three, you'll see going great. You're going to lose a bit of colour through probably January, February, and you'll see it bounce back a lot quicker probably in April time, depending on when the last snowfall is. But with Total Loan, like what I use, what I'm saying now, I also use their winter feed. So again, with the winter, what's the difference between that and autumn? 
well it's going to be a lower nitrogen content once again. So you still need some in because the lawn's still growing. As I'm sure most of you have seen looking out your window at the moment, the garden and the grass is still being grown. For me, I've still been cutting about once every four to six weeks. So I last cut start of January and now it's a bit too long. It must be about, you know, an extra 10 mils growth on what it was last time. So we're having some strangely mild temperatures at the moment so this would be a perfect time to still reapply um, just to try and get it the way I see it is the winter feed is getting it over the finish line okay getting over the finish line from more or less last season and getting it back in towards spring at its healthiest condition that you can possibly get it to so the winter is going to have a higher pk again and you're also going to have magnesium you're probably going to have a lot more um, iron sulfate at this time as well you do have that in your autumn lawn feeds but iron sulfate is a bit that's going to sort of help with the resistance against moss. Okay, if there's any moss there, it's going to blacken it, start to kill it off. And if you're in a prone area to get in it, it's going to hold it off. So again, it's really important that you kind of look into what fertilizer you're going to be using and using them at different times. Now, if I've just completely baffled you and that's when completely over your head and you're thinking, look, Sam, I do not want to go that much in depth reading in all of these you know, trying to plan which one I'm going to buy and when, then look, you don't need to, quite frankly. You can keep it at the basic of just buying the three a year and keeping it at that. Or there's other things like the lawn care subscription. This is another feature on the Total Lawn website where, and apologies, I'm not trying to over push this, but it's just a fantastic resource to use if you're wanting a bit more of a, you know, you just want it there. You just want it there to use. You don't have to think about it. Basically, the total loan subscription, and I haven't seen this anywhere else, is £13.99 per month. That's for a 100 metre squared garden. And you pay that £13.99 every month for 12 months. What happens is that 8 to 12 weeks before you need that fertiliser, they'll send it out to you. So you just pay this monthly subscription fee. And let's say, you know, so a couple of months before, um, or a few weeks before spring hits, they'll send you that spring summer feed. If you've used all that up and then summer comes, they're then going to send you another couple of weeks before summer. Within these bundles, they've got a range of different, uh, a range of products to use. Like they've got the seaweed in there, the weapon of moss destruction to help against high levels of moss. And yeah, it's basically, if you don't want no hassle, don't want to think about it, you just want to pay the money, then it's just 14 quid basically for 12 months. That's 14 quid every month for 12 months and they'll just send it out to you a couple of weeks beforehand. So there is options out there to make this as simple as physically possible. So that's uh, that's stage three, basically. Getting that fertilization correct, and also, almost forgot there, using the correct tools. Don't just spread by hand. You can get a little hand spreader, an evergreen one, or you can get a little Scots push spreader, the fantastic little things. Find out the setting rate so that you can spread it at the correct dosage. The total lawn one is 25 grams per meter squared because it's a lot smaller of a granule. Um, and yeah, spread it correctly, get an even dose. If you're unsure on spreading rates and just think, I'm worried about even spreading fertilizer, what if I burn the lawn, what if I do it incorrectly, then just lower the dose. Okay, so instead of doing it on setting 10, for example, where it's going to be nearly fully open, do it on setting 5 and do a, an extra one or two passes in different directions on the lawn. This will give it a whole lot less chance of burning certain areas 
and getting more of an even uh, spread throughout that whole garden. Okay, and I would advise that for anyone, whether you're doing that at home or if you're doing it for a client. I always do it with a new fertilizer, half the dose ratio on the spreader gauge, and just, yeah, do an extra couple of passes. So that's them for the fertilizers. The other one, stage four, would have to be the cutting frequency. If you're currently at a place where you're doing it, you know, every now and again, or you're at a client's garden or your own garden and it's growing really fast, then you need to be kind of keeping that cutting frequency up. So this is the fourth pillar, cutting frequency. If you're getting it too long and you're starting to hack it down every single time, you're going to start stressing out the lawn blades. So if you're cutting every two weeks and you want to cut at 50 mil and it's going up to 200 mil, you know, after two weeks every time, then you're breaking the one-third rule there. Okay, only ever cut off a third of the grass blade. So if you need to increase that cutting frequency to once a week, twice a week, then honestly, just by doing that alone, you'll really see a benefit in the colour of the lawn that, you know, that's coming through as. It'll look so much more healthy and it'll just be neater for longer. It's a win-win when you really think about it. And the fifth and the last pillar that I'm going to talk about here is watering. Now, I'm not going to tell you too much on this because you, you need to kind of figure it out for your lawn, the type of soil that it is, how it holds the water. But in the most basic sense of the way, if it's super scorching and you've not had rain for a little while, then water the lawn, okay? Something around 20 to 30 minutes of water in the garden should be sufficient. I always like to do it in the morning. It's the best time of the day. You're getting it out there, and then through the heat throughout the day, it's going to sort of dry, uh, start to dry it, and it won't be sitting on the lawn. By the time late morning comes, it's usually dry enough that you can cut the lawn. You don't want to soak it and then cut it straight away. Now, the reason why I normally, I normally advise people not to do it in the evening is because having a wet lawn throughout the, the cooler temperatures throughout the night can uh, raise the chances of disease in your lawn, quite frankly, and also the, cre the creeping in of moss. So always first thing in the morning because it's going to dry a whole lot quicker than if you're to do it at night time. Now, if this is a constant problem, then you can use wetting agents and things like that, but we're not going to get into them today. So five pillars. Aeration, scarification, correct fertilization. Okay, so like we talked about, the correct ones for this type of season that you're currently in, and also the correct methods of spreading. So the correct fertilization. Mowing frequency. Mow a lot more if you can. It's going to look better. And the fifth one being water. The worst thing to say is when you're doing everything, you're putting down all your fertilizers, you're cutting a lot, and then all of a sudden you get this blazing hot four or five weeks and you haven't put an ounce of water down on the grass and it goes brown regardless. There's only so much you can do. And I get it, people's on water meters and all the rest of it. But just by getting water on the lawn, you'll see such a benefit. I remember speaking to a client last year while I was actually doing his hedge. And there's sometimes when you walk into a customer a client's garden not even for lawn care but for whatever it might be and you go wow like that's a fantastic lawn you know what I mean and you really appreciate it so I anyway I asked him he was an older man he must have been in his late 60s I says oh you know I primarily do lawn care I just want to compliment you what a lovely looking lawn you have so we have this conversation very mannish conversation about how much we love grass and um I say so is there anything that you've sought he says it's the best it's ever looked I says, all right. I says, that's interesting then. And they've lived there for something like 20 years. I says, what's the one thing that you've changed this year then that you've not done on any other year? 
and he says, you know what? It says, he says, it's been a pretty hot year, and all I've done is start watering it more. I says, he says, I've done nothing different. I've not put anything down any different than I normally do. He says, I've just started watering it, and I just noticed that it stayed greener for a whole lot longer. And that's exactly the thing. It's not just any one of these that you need to do to get a good loan. It's the mix of all of them. You know, it's them five pillars that, if done all together, even if you don't carry them out exactly how I've said just now, but you do them in your own way to some certain form of, you're going to see an improvement. You're going to see your own looking better. And whether you're that homeowner that just wants to increase your knowledge and just take your hand to it, just, you know, own it and just do it yourself, then even just trying it and watching some videos, there's plenty on my channel, J Rock Lone Kane Gordon, um, that you'll be able to see these uh, advice, tips and tricks and, you know, just how to go buy it. And if you're sitting there wondering as a trade perspective, if you can offer it as a service, then please believe me when I say it. And I don't want to simplify it too much for those that simply specifying it. I'm not saying it's easy and just anyone can do it. You need to do your research, but you can offer the service. It's more than obvious to do. Now, the only couple of points that I want to bring up on this is fertilizers you can spread without tickets. By tickets, I mean your PA1 and your PA6. Okay, now if you're using selective herbicides and non-selective, so non-selective like your glyphosate, your Roundup product, that'll just kill anything it touches. Or even if you're using uh, all-in-one, like aftercut or whatever the, the packaging manufacturer might be on off-the-shelf in Tesco, B&Q, if it's got the selective herbicide in, so if it says it kills weeds, then even though you can apply that to your own lawn, ticket-free, you need tickets if you're going to be basically charging for that process for a client so just don't get caught out about that make sure you've got your tickets if you are doing it personally i don't offer any sort of selective herbicides or non-selectives i just offer the fertilizer packets uh, and processes as it is total loan you do not need to tickets to use so they are fantastic another just couple of points on there with total loan if you're going to look into buying them, then as you might have heard or you might have skipped through the ad in the beginning, if you use the code JROCKLONECARE, you'll get an extra 10% off. If you think you're going to forget that, then if you just scroll down through these uh, this podcast notes at the very bottom, it's all in there. The links to get total loan and the code that you need to use. But JROCKLONECARE and you'll get 10% off your whole order. So it's definitely worth doing and definitely worth looking into. Now, just for the trade guys out there, guys and girls, if you are going to do this and you're going to be sort of buying in bulk, then you might want to look into the trade accounts. If you get in touch with Carlos over on Instagram through Total Loan, you can then speak to him about getting trade, like a trade supply, and they do up to sort of the 20 kilogram bags, and they can do, you know, they can supply you with however much you need. So it's definitely worth speaking to them. Even if you are doing that, then make sure you drop my name, and I will get a bit of commission for it. But um, yeah, I hope that's helped in some way, shape or form. I hope it's built you with a bit of confidence that, trust me, you can go into it and you can make a fantastic job of your loan. Make 2022 your year and just make it better than ever. And honestly, these five pillars is a great starting point to just be able to get it done and basically turning your loan around, quite frankly. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Very last thing on this would be, if you're listening through Spotify, I believe you can still rate it. Um, I can't remember if it's stars or if you would you recommend this podcast. Please click yes. Also, if you just subscribe hit or hit the follow button on Apple if you're watching on Apple. 
if you press that, then you'll also be reminded whenever whenever I release the next podcast, what is every Saturday morning. That all massively helps. So yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you are doing really well and you're making the most of this mild weather because I'm sure we've got a lot colder to come. But all the best and we'll speak next week. Goodbye for now.